Hi, everybody. This is the Eyes Free Fitness Podcast number 40. I am Mel Scott, and this podcast today is brought to you from Blind Alive LLC. That's me. So hope you enjoy the interview today with Ann Bliss. She is a energy worker and a coach, and she has some very specific techniques for us today that we can use to reduce our stress and to up our energy when we're just not feeling so great. And also, after that, we're going to have Peggy Fleischer with a brand new Let's Eat segment. I think you're going to enjoy Peggy's method of of cooking. I'll leave it to you to figure out what it is she's cooking today. And on a newsy note, uh, just so you know, I have begun working diligently on the next installment of our yoga sequence. It's going to be a slow flow yoga sequence, and it's going to be a while before it comes out, but I just wanted to let you know that it is on its way. And so let's jump into our interview with Ann Bliss today. Hi, Anne. It's great to have you on our podcast today. Well, thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Oh, yeah. I've been uh, interested in having this interview for uh, for quite some time. I read your book, Infinite Hope, and I thought our you know our listeners might be uh, interested in the ways that you approach healing and stress reduction, and you know, everybody has a different way of working with their, with their bodies and with their energy systems, and it, it's important that everybody be exposed, I think, to a lot of different ways so people can find what works for them. And some people might, you know, take a walk in the woods, or some people might do a guided meditation. And there are so many ways that we can calm ourselves down and become more present in our bodies. And I want to talk with you about how you work with with stress. So tell us a little bit about you know, yourself and how you came to this kind of work. And just tell us a little bit about who you are. Okay. Well, to begin with... Originally, I owned a mail-order catalog company. I was the proprietor of Ann Morris Enterprises. So for any of you that remember, I actually sold products for visually impaired people for 18 years. Uh, and so in 2004, I sold the company to Independent Living Aids, and that has since moved on, um, not knowing what, if anything, I was going to do. So I had a friend who was going to a healing school, and I actually was the subject of a lot of her homework. And she kept seeing that she saw myself and my husband in the school, and I kept telling her so. But actually, that's exactly what happened. So in 2004, we began to attend the school, um, and I went for mm, two sessions, I believe, so for about a year on and off. And during that time, I just really gained 
a very substantial foundation with God, with, with divinity. Uh, and from there, I actually spoke to several other practitioners of different modalities and was told that I could begin to self-heal my vision. I am totally blind. Um, I had some vision until age 19, and then I had lost the rest of it. So using very, oh, a lot of different methods, I began to self-heal my vision, and my eyes actually physically changed. Uh, they were sunken in, flattened, had a huge cataract, and now they're they're bulbous, they're round, they're beautiful blue, they sparkle. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that basically was by changing my belief systems, which actually wound up changing my DNA. So, to the, at this point, I am not physically seeing yet, and of course, I don't know what God has in store for me, nor do any of us really know. So, it's just you know, kind of a wait and see thing. But during all of this time, I was very invested in the process. And we all know that that God speaks to us in different ways. And, you know, sometimes we hear the messages and sometimes we don't. Well, I heard everything, acted upon everything. And because of the way that I paid attention to all of this, I became intuitive. And through all that and through a pretty convoluted evolution, um, today I'm actually uh, an intuitive healer, and I can, through God's help, of course, know exactly what my clients need um, for their health and well-being. So, and it, you know, and it varies from person to person. You know, some people need certain supplements. Um, some people need to release certain emotions. Some people maybe need to move. Um, you know, some people may be guided to start a business. It just varies all over the place. But I hear the messages, and I have been doing this work long enough to know the answers. So it is it is really fascinating. I love helping people in this way because you know that when the answers come through you, from God, from Jesus, from spirit, whatever you want to call it, you know that they are the right answers and they are perfect for, you know, for the client and and the person that you're working with. So that has been really amazing. I mean, I'm humbled by it. I'm excited by it. So with all that in mind, I was guided to write a book which described well, described a lot of the process that I just explained um, in a, you know, a little bit more detailed, but it also has a lot of drug-free solutions listed in it, um, many of which involve essential oils. And essential oils have been on the planet from day one. They are distilled and compressed from plants and trees, different parts of the plants, the flowers, the trees, the bark, you know, et cetera. And these essential oils really, if you choose the right ones in the right proportions, which I am gifted enough to be able to do this, solve almost every problem, every disease, every medical problem. And in reality, plants are actually the base 
of a lot of drugs, a lot of pharmaceuticals, but without all the chemicals and other things that are added to it. So in the book, there's probably about 60 or 70 different um, problem areas, and then there's a formula for the essential oils to bring a solution to that particular issue. So all that is in the book, and there is a lot of exercises, for example, there. Um, there's a lot of information on how to reduce your pain level, um, how to forgive, how to be in gratitude, how to release emotions, um, stress management, earthing, just all kinds of things. Let's talk about, let's get a little bit specific and talk about ways to manage stress because it that obviously stress is is we're we have stress you know we walk out the door as as blind individuals uh and for me anyway i i like to speak for myself but i know that when i walk out of the door it uh, i get you know i get kind of stressed out sometimes because there's that worry of, you know, falling or getting hit or making a fool out of myself or whatever it is. And so I like to be able to kind of prepare myself before I go out into the world. And then I like to decompress when I come back home again at night. So what recommendations do you have for managing stress, that kind of stress? I would say the main thing to do is when you're under any kind of stress is to breathe very deeply. Yes. Because breathing just really relaxes you, really relaxes the stress. That's the number one thing to do in any circumstance. Just take a couple real deep breaths. And then certainly there are a lot of other things we can do. If you're really stressed, for example, you can take your two hands and place them right above the middle of your eyebrows, which are two uh, stress points that if you press on them, your whole you will feel your whole body relax. Oh, that so totally works. Thing. That totally <laughs> works. I, I remember in a uh, in a class one time I was taking, and they said, "Okay, now have have a really horrible, terrible thought," <laughs> and and then they did the you know, the, the muscle testing or whatever it was. And then it said, now press these points, you know, in line with your, you know, in your eyes or above your eyebrows and, and now have the thought. And I couldn't hang on to the thought. It, it's, mm-hmm. it sort of goes away. And I know when I go to the acupuncturist, uh, she does, we call them our happy points, um, points, you know, there and between the the eyebrows, the, the main happy point, um, that really does, it kind of short-circuits your brain, so you can't have those thoughts. It's interesting. Right, and there's another method, too, if that one doesn't work for eliminating negative thoughts or worry, worry thoughts. And, and first of all, you know, worry, worry does not serve us at all. I mean, the more that we can live in the present, the better off we are because it just serves no purpose to worry about what was or what will be because we can't do anything about it. I mean, the past is done, and the future will take care of itself. So, you know, worrying is useless, but we all do it anyhow. (laughs) So if you have, say, 
a thought that keeps coming up and it just really, really bothers you, one method you can use which will change the pattern in your brain is to roll your eyes counterclockwise. So that's like around to the left in circles, maybe five, six, seven times. And then if you move your eyes up and down a couple times, back and forth a couple times, um, on a diagonal a couple times, and then try to remember what that negative feeling <laughs> was, you know, it might not be there anymore. Yeah, it's very and interesting. It's, it's that whole eye movement, uh, the eye movement therapy. I've done that, and it that works, too. And not to mention, you get to exercise your eye muscles. Yes. And, you know, anybody suffering from any kind of um, post-traumatic stress syndrome, that is a really good method also of eliminating it or at least reducing it. And, you know, you may have to do it several times. Or using that as a tool when you get triggered. You know, it's like, you know, you may continue to get triggered and maybe those triggers will become less and less the more you use it. But you have a tool that you can use when you become triggered. And I think it helps us to feel more secure when we've got a tool to use. And the eye movement is a tool. Right. And for anyone, if you cannot physically move your eyes because, you know, maybe you have a prosthetic or whatever, you can just do it as a thought pattern. Just, you know, feel yourself moving your eyes as if they were moving. And that will also work. So don't, you know, don't feel left out. And I'm thinking, too, uh, doing, you could take your finger, your fingers, and just do those circles around your eyes, you know, so that you're still getting that motion in your body. And just, and, and it's soothing. It's very soothing to circle your eyes with your finger. So that right. that's an option as well. Another really good stress reliever, um, both for your eyes and the whole rest of your body, is called palming. P-A-L-M-I-N-G. And what you basically do is you take your hands and you rub them together till they get a little bit warm. And then you cross your palms and hold them over your eyes really tight so that it, it creates a blackness. Right. And that blackness really reduces stress. Usually you can feel it relax your whole body. Oh, right. So when you eyes. say crossing your palms, are you saying putting the right palm on the left eye? Um, no, just put your palms like over each other. Right. Well, it just, I guess it depends on how big your hands are. Right. But, but basically what you want to do is you want to cover your eyes tightly so that no light can get through. So yeah. however that works for the size of your hands, um, whether you cross your fingers or your palms or not, you can just use one palm on each eye. That would work also. But um, that's an amazing exercise. It, it, I use that, too, when if my eyes feel tired or I feel headachy, it, it just feels so good to do that. Right. Um, well, let's see. So we were touching on a couple other things that I want to mention because they just came up. Headachy. So one really interesting method for eliminating headaches, well, there are two. One is that you can use a couple drops of peppermint oil and just put it on your forehead. Right. And that will work. And the other thing is you can make think figure eights around your eyes. 
So it's like almost like you're wearing a pair of eyeglasses. So you just take your finger and just rim it around each eye and make sure it crosses in the middle like over your nose. So it's kind of like a figure eight, like a sideways number eight. Right. And that will also help to eliminate headaches. Interesting. I haven't tried that one. Yeah, that one that one sounds good. So those are those are good for head things and um emotional helping us to to de-stress. Now I would think those would be good to use once you've come home at night and you need to calm down or or if you're in a stressful situation. But what about when you're preparing to go out into the world, or you're preparing to give a speech or something that you're very nervous about, what could we use in that case? Hmm. Well, whatever your favorite de-stressors are, one of which might be music. If you listen to the kind of music that you really love, that will usually de-stress you. Um, you may need to do some physical exercise. Right, as, to get as, your power. you guys certainly know. Yeah, get your power, get your power up. Right, and you know, just maybe stamping your feet or dancing or, or doing an exercise routine, but exercise usually helps eliminate stress. Right, I'm thinking mm-hmm. about you've got the butterflies and you're about to walk on stage. I was thinking about the, the, the zipping up uh, exercise that you talk about in your book. I don't think that that works as well for stress as it will for other things. Um, The zipping up exercise is great when you do not want to be bombarded by negativity, negative energy. Um, When you do not want other people's energy getting in your face, so to speak. Which would be good if you were about to walk on stage. You don't okay. want to be, you know, for me, because I do it. If I'm if I'm about to do something, I like to do this exercise because it helps me f- feel like I'm protecting myself. And that's that's exactly what it does. It protects yourself. Right, right. It it puts me in an untouchable place, so that the the ba- exactly. you know the the un- the negative stuff, the toxic stuff, can't get in. You know, it makes me feel like I've got a shield. Right. So the way you do this exercise is, well, initially you want to do it by touching your body, and I'll tell you how to do that. But once you get used to it, you can just do it as a thought pattern so someone doesn't have to actually see you doing it. So what you do is you take your hand and you start at the front of your body at your base, and you go straight up the front of your body, um, up your abdomen, uh, up your chest, up your chin, until you get to your lips. And then you take your fingers and turn it as if you're locking it. Okay? Mm -hmm. So what you've done is you've locked in your energy and you've protected yourself from anybody else's energy getting into your being. Right. And and I love the idea of that. And it's the kind of thing that... Whether you believe it or not, it the the act of doing it creates the reality of it. I mean, if you if you do it and you think about it protecting you, and you have that thought of your energies being contained and not being able to be 
uh, disassembled, then that's a good thing. It doesn't matter where it came from. It, it just is just to have that thought, that good thought that you are protected in any, you know, whatever, whatever that looks like for you. That's, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think, I think any of these, the, the guided meditations or any of those things is, it's about creating a feeling of comfort and security in your own body. And however you can do that, I say, do it. Yes, yes. And anytime you can eliminate emotions that you really don't need, that's another great thing you can do for your body because our emotions really make us ill. Yes. You know, someone says, oh, you you know, you make me sick to my stomach. Well, oh. you know what? That's an emotion. That's not, but emotions turn into physical illnesses, physical pain. Oh, right. And yeah, when I hear people use words like that, you know, it's a pain in the neck or it's a, <laughs> it's one headache. My dad used to say it's one headache after another. And he had his whole life with headaches. You know, right. it, it's those, um, the languages, I can get very excited about using words. So I, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll stop that conversation. But um, so in, there is one simple um, method that you can do to get rid of the emotions. I mean, and we all have them because everything creates emotions. Um, but just, just for an example, so take, oh, take the emotion of anger. So you're really angry for whatever reason, you know, maybe you've been through a divorce or someone did something to you that really hurt your feelings, or you did something that you're annoyed with, just, you know, whatever emotion it is, but, you know, just we'll leave it as anger just for the moment. And, and anger is an emotion that usually settles in our liver. Right. And that's really, well, that's a particularly bad place to have an emotion settle because our, our liver is, you know, what filters out all of the impurities in our body. And we really want that to be working, you know, as, as, as good as we can. Right. Um, so, okay, so say we have an emotion and we really, you know, we really want to be done with it. We're, we're tired. We're tired of the way it makes us feel. So you take the emotion and you really feel the emotion of it, really feel how angry you are, you know, however you want to dredge it up, so to speak. Just really feel that emotion. And take your two hands and hold them, you know, a few inches apart. It's not critical. And really suck that emotion back into you and just blow it out. Just with your really strong breath, just blow it out right between your hands. And you might want to do that four or five times until it, it lessens or until it's totally gone. Yeah, I, that's that's a great one. Whenever I, I feel that, too, when I have that anger situation, I'll just take a big, deep breath and just blow it out. I don't necessarily put my hands in front of my face, but, but I actually I like that because then it, it feels as though there's a it whole sort of other. Contains it. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, <laughs> so when you, you know, breathe it in it's you're not breathing the idea is just to get that air and punch it up behind that anger and blow it out you know get it out of your out of your system yeah that's a really that's a good one too so and another way to get out emotions and also to relieve stress is to journal 
And if you take maybe five or ten minutes, whatever you can spare, each morning, um, it's better if you can actually use your hand to hand write it, but since most of us aren't going to do that, you can actually use your computer. Okay, so what you do is you, you know, open up a file or whatever and just start writing. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's gibberish or if it makes perfect sense. The idea is you don't think about it. So you use it like a stream of consciousness and just write, 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 write. Whatever comes out of yourself, just write for 10 minutes straight. And it is amazing the things that will happen. Um, often you'll start to cry or or laugh or whatever. Whatever needs to, to come out of you will. And it's nothing that you ever need to read again. So you don't have to spell check it and you don't have to read <laughs> Punctuate it, it or <laughs> capitalize all the right things. Um, <laughs> so, so not only does it relieve emotions and change things in your life, but it also... And, you know, a lot of us would like to have more creativity in our life. So that's another little great little exercise. It and, does. Yeah, it, 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 it loosens you up. I mean, it just takes those blocks right away. You know, the journaling. I love that. Yeah. And if you want to read more about it, there's a wonderful book um, written by Julia Cameron. And... I think it's called The Writer's Way or something. She has a couple books. Is it The Artist Way? That's it. That Well, there's The Artist Way, and I think there's The Writer's Way also. Oh, we'll get that straight and put those books in the, <laughs> in the, uh, in the show notes. <laughs> Great. <laughs> there are a lot of tools here that, that we can use, you know, in just our everyday lives, and they're, they're easy to do. And I, I feel like that these are important ways that we can get, it helps us get into our body and understand that our bodies are energy systems. We are an energy system and it doesn't have to control us. We have the power to work with our own energy systems and that I I I feel like it is such a powerful way to to be in our bodies. Right. And and talking about energy systems, you know, the Earth's energy is a wonderful, wonderful tool that we can use. Um, for example, there's a whole routine called earthing, E-A-R-T-H-I-N-G. There's books about it, there's podcasts about it, there's blogs about it. And the basic premise is that if you put your bare feet on the earth, on the dirt or the sand or the grass or the rocks, that the earth's energy will come up through your feet into your body and really help eliminate any health or emotional issues. And I know a lot of you are probably saying, well, I can't put my bare feet on the earth. It's too cold here or it's snowing (laughs) or whatever. (laughs) So (laughs) hopefully now the weather's going to get better. But of course, that's a true statement. Yes. So so there's a a website called earthing.com and they actually sell uh, different things like they sell an earthing mat. And what an earthing mat is, it's about I don't know, maybe three or four feet long, maybe a foot wide, but that's just, I don't really know if those are the measurements. And you put it um, 
on the floor and comes with a wire and you take the wire and you plug the wire into the little grounding part of your electrical outlet. So that's like the little round hole that's between the two prongs. Right. So it takes the ground and sends it through the mat, which then sends it through your body because you're standing on or sitting. You can sit down and just put your feet on it and it comes right up to the bottom of your feet through your body. And I use one absolutely all the time. In fact, I have it under my computer because I'm always using my computer. <laughs> hey, that's a perfect place to use it. Right. I know um, some people put it. And, yeah, they put it on their bed or yeah, sleep on it. Sheets, well, yeah, the, you can put the mat on your bed, but they also have sheets. Yeah, the earthing half sheets. Bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, earthing half or full. Um, and it's just, it's just amazing. Um, for example, years ago, my knees really hurt. I mean, they were so bad that seriously, I could hardly walk. And I said, all right, this is ridiculous. Okay, you know, I do all this energy stuff. I do all this healing stuff. What am I going to do for myself? Because I don't want my knees to be this way. So I did a couple of different things. Number one, I started to, I started earthing. And I would sit with my feet in, in the grass for probably between 15, 20 minutes a day. Um, the other thing I did was I decided that, you know, a lot of the pain that's in our body is because of inflammation. I mean, we all have inflammation in our body, but inflammation, when it gets to certain points, really causes a lot of havoc, a lot of diseases, a lot of illness, a lot of cancer, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, as does stress, by the way. Right. So um, I said, okay, what am I going to use to reduce the inflammation? And I started drinking cherry juice, tart cherry juice, um, which you can buy in a concentrated form on on Amazon or somewhere else. And so you just mix it according to, um, well, the strength that you like, and you drink maybe six, eight ounces of it a day. I got tired of drinking the cherry juice, so I switched to the tart cherry supplements, which are uh, capsules. Right. And... So doing those two things, I'd say in about mm, I'd say in about a week, I started to notice differences. So it really worked quickly. That's great. So, those yeah. are great ideas. I'm going to try that with my. I've been drinking the ter- the cherry dr- juice, but I haven't been able to find the tart cherry juice. Uh, I need to. Oh, yeah, it has to be tart. Right. Because you don't want the sh- the added sugar. Right. Right, so I need yeah. to figure out how to how to find that, and um, yeah, with the weather getting warm, it's going to be a lot easier to go out there and uh, walk barefoot. That would feel that would feel fabulous. Right, and I mean, and a lot of us don't really like to walk barefoot. I don't because I always stub my toes on things. <laughs> so you know what? <laughs> I just take a chair and just sit down in a chair and stick my feet in the dirt or the sand or the grass or you know or whatever. And you can wear cotton socks, you know, to help protect your feet, you, you know, as long as it is not man-made, so it's a, if it's a natural substance, um, you can also buy earthing shoes, which are made of natural, um, probably leather, um, or you can actually get some shoes and have somebody put like a copper rivet in it, because the copper also conducts the electrical current from the earth. So there's other ways that you can do it without you know, actually sticking your bare feet and being weary of maybe, you know, 
bug bites or, you know, whatever. Right, right, <laughs> right, yeah. Or we're, I'm here in Florida right now, and the grass that we have, it's not really grass. It's really spiky and uncomfortable, and <laughs> I, I, I don't really like to put my feet in it. You know? Yeah, yeah. So there are there are other ways around it. <laughs> So it sounds like, um, you know, we've got quite a few tools that we can, we can use and we can go back and do the recording and maybe make some notes. And I think you said you could get us some documents, so maybe that'll help get some of these ideas in a form that people have more access to. So... Um, and what's the, tell us again the name of your book and where can people get it? Okay. It's called Infinite Hope, and the subtitle is A Self-Healing Guide Inspired by My Journey Through Blindness into Inner Vision. Very available good. In, <laughs> thank you. Mm-hmm. It is available in print. And the print is available either from Amazon.com um, or from my website, which is BasicEnergyHealing.com. Okay, BasicEnergyHealing.com. Right. Uh, or I also have it in a Word document, which I've created specifically for people who cannot read print. And um, the cost on that one is seven ninety five. And you can actually get it from basicenergyhealing.com or you can send me the money through PayPal or just email me and I'll tell you some other ways to get it and then I can email you the, the copy of that. Very good. So can you get, you can be contacted through your website then? You have a contact form there? Uh, yes, there is a contact form there. Or you can contact me at and bliss one at gmail dot com and there's no e so it's a n n b as in brother l i s s as in sugar one at mm. gmail dot com and you have a private practice as well don't you I do right I do. and you do uh, energy work and body work too I I do not so much body work I do a lot of I kind of call it divine messaging, so whatever God shows me that somebody needs. And it might be some Reiki. It might be some um, specific healing techniques. It might be emotional release. It might be you need, a, you need specific vitamins or supplements. It might be, hey, you need to go to a doctor. You know, whatever, whatever I see that it is, I'll, I'll convey. Um, I also do business coaching. Business coaching is a, is a wonderful way of, really tuning in to what the best thing for you to do is and it's and it's fun um i recently you know as i said i recently published this book so i learned a lot about self publishing i mean i knew <laughs> i knew nothing absolutely nothing so recently the other day for example one of my clients um uh, is a writer but she was stuck as a lot of writers sometimes have blocks. So during this session with the person who had the the writer's block, we actually brainstormed. She, myself, well, pretty much she was listening, uh, but whatever I knew intuitively and heard through through God's messaging, we came up with a whole bunch of approaches as to how she could best promote her children's stories. 
And she wrote back afterwards that her block was gone. She was beginning to write, and she was really, really, really excited. <laughs> so, you know... <laughs> it, it's fabulous. It's it, it's fabulous. And, you know, everybody has a way to access that inner parts of their of their psyche and their their person and uh, spirit, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, what we're talking about today is is one way to do that and one way to language where we can get guidance. And it it doesn't work for everybody, but it can work. And I just did like to encourage people to experiment with different ways to help themselves. There are so many ways that we can help ourselves. And these ways that we're talking with Anne about today are, are a few of them. So uh, conjure up your curiosity and check it out. So, and this has been a really fun conversation. I, I can go off for a long time on these kinds of conversations, but uh, I think we will wrap it up today, and we will uh, get these show notes and documents uh, onto the website to the best of our ability, and um, direct people back back to you. Tell us your website one more time. Basic energyhealing.com. Beautiful. Very good. And you can, uh, people can contact you through the contact form on, on the website. So, and thank you so much. This has been, uh, this has been a fun conversation. Thank you so much. Also, I've really enjoyed it. And anybody, please contact me if you have any questions. I am so happy to help. Phew, finally made it. Yeah, and I feel like I walked for miles just to get here. My feet are really aching. My feet are okay, but my back is really tired and sore. I know, I know, there's this neat little invention called rolling luggage, but I have so much stuff and I just don't like the idea of it being stored out of my reach. That means all the important stuff is carried on my back. I know the feeling. If it's really important, I want it right with me. I don't have to worry about back pain anymore, though, thanks to the back tea pack. It divides the weight evenly, so it's distributed on either side. It puts things right under my arms and hands, so they're within easy reach. I'm concerned that someone being really careful could open my pack and take something from it. The design of the back tea pack sounds like it might cut down on that. Yeah, and because everything is close at hand, there's no need to take it on and off, on and off, every time I need to add something to it or get something out. And I can use it to carry more than I would be able to fit in the average medium-to-large backpack. So that's a winner, too. The cool thing is that all kinds of people use the back pack Hikers, students, tech enthusiasts, people who need to carry oxygen, and frequent travelers. Speaking of travel, I've got to get going, but is there somewhere I can learn more? Absolutely. Just visit blindalive.com slash pack. That's B-A-C-K-T-P-A-C-K. You'll find audio, text, and even an interview with Pack's creator. Don't forget, it's blindalive.com slash Pack. I'll remember that. My back will be sure to remind me. Blind Alive! Let's 
eat. Let's eat. Let's eat. Let's eat. Let's eat. Let's eat. Let's eat, y'all. Let's eat. Let's eat. Let's eat. Let's eat. You ready to eat? Let's eat. Let's eat. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Let's Eat segment. I'm Peggy, and I have my trusty assistant, Wayne, with me today. Hello, everybody. How are you? And you might notice that Wayne is talking in kind of an Irish accent. That's because today, for us, is St. Patrick's Day. Ah, happy St. Patrick's Day to you. Now, knowing that this podcast is going to come out much further ahead than St. Patrick's Day, the only reason that I'm mentioning it is because there's a story behind what we're going to make today, and it has to do with St. Patrick's Day. So, here's what happened. I went to the store yesterday to buy an Irish soda bread to go with my corned beef and cabbage meal that I was going to make for St. Patrick's Day. I do this every year, and they always have a stack of Irish soda bread just waiting for people to pick up and take home for their dinner the next day. But this day, they had none. Oh, no. The bakery told me that they would have some on St. Patrick's Day itself, but no bread made a day ahead. This made me quite frustrated and angry because I have always gone in a day ahead and gotten my soda bread. So what do we do when you go in a store and they don't have what you want? You go to another store, dear. No. Oh. You go home and make your own Ah. So that is what we are going to do today. And besides, making your own is probably healthier, most likely has less sugar, less salt, and much less processed and you get ingredients. To put that, and you get to put that optional ingredient in it. You know, the one, love. That's right. And if you're a leprechaun like Wayne, you get to put Irish charm. So yeah. that's what we're going to do today. We're going to make Irish soda bread from scratch. Now, we've never done this before. So it's going to be interesting. You ride along with us. We'll get a chance to see how it comes out. But since I went to the store and had to do this, this is what we're going to do. So let's get started. Yeah. We have got a good Irish soda bread recipe that we got from MrFood.com. Mr. Food always provides fairly easy-to-do recipes, and most with healthy ingredients. Some of you might remember Mr. Food when he used to do his uh, television yeah, show. He used and he to would... say, ooh, it's so good. Mm. Ooh, it's so good. Yeah, so we're going to try his recipe for Irish soda bread. So, have you got the recipe, Wayne? Uh, yeah, I think I do. Okay. I've preheated the oven to 350 degrees. And I have all of the things we're going to need out here. We're going to start by melting one half cup of butter. Would you do that, Wayne? Happy to oblige. Okay. And while he's doing the butter, I think I'm going to start measuring the flour and other ingredients we need into the bowl. We have a knife around here. It's a serrated knife, which everybody loves. We have a lot of knives, but this is the one that seems to be that seems to get the most use. So we, we actually have affectionately named it the good knife. Yes, we call it the good knife in our family. It's a serrated, it's a knife from Pampered Chef, and it's a serrated um, long knife. And I can't find it. I think it's about a seven-inch knife. Where is it? Right here. 
Oh, you know what? Leave it to a totally blind person to find it. <laughs> yes, Wayne is the partially sighted one among us. Yeah. Just saying. Oh, boy. <laughs> Thank you, Peggy. Yeah, well, that's all right. You know, I've told you many times about our walks. Wayne and I like to take walks. And the other day we took a walk, and we tend to greet our neighbors when we walk, and it's always kind of fun. And we walk in the very early morning, so it isn't quite light out. And the other morning we were taking our walk, and Wayne was greeting the neighbors as he usually do, and he saw, as he usually does, and he saw a little short man standing in his driveway, and he greeted the man. He said, good morning, sir, and the man didn't answer. Wayne thought, that's really rude, and he looked a little closer to find that the man was a trash can. <laughs> yeah. You know, I can't believe you just shared that story. Oh, well, over World Wide Web. Yeah. Um, while I was sharing that story, I put four cups of flour into a bowl because we're going to need four cups of flour for this bread mixture. And I'm putting the stick of butter into the microwave, like so. And we will melt that. I think they call what we are doing multitasking. Yeah. We've determined that, that between the two of us we have a brain. <laughs> it's very freeing though when you find yourself in a situation like I did yesterday at the store to find that you can come home and actually create the food yourself instead of having to rely on availability in a store and I think that's the reason I decided to go through with this even though I know by the time you hear this it won't be St. Patrick's Day anymore yeah I really wanted to point out the liberation that comes from you know being able to create something yourself that when you can't find it on a store shelf and you know I think if you, when you cook especially when you have a, a uh, a leprechaun helper such as myself. That's right. <laughs> it's a bonding experience. It's a lot of fun, you know. And by the way, I'm s I, I, I have my uh, pot of gold. I'm not going to tell you where it is. It's somewhere beyond the end of the rainbow. Well, you got to remember, though, they aren't going to be uh, hearing this on St. Patty's Day. Ah, so. That's true. You'll have to wait till next St. Patty's Day to look for that pot of gold. Anyhow, so... Uh, we're beginning the uh, process. Now I need two-thirds cup of sugar. Okay, I think I can hook you up with that. That sugar is almost empty. So you have a measuring cup? Yep, let me get a measuring cup for you. Two-thirds. Here's the two-thirds. And it's going to get combined with this other... Yeah. With the flour I put already in Yeah, the with bowl. the flour. All right. The sugar has been added to the flour. Yep. I'm trying to get all the uh, dry ingredients in first. We need two teaspoons of baking powder and a quarter teaspoon baking soda. Okay, so I have a set of measuring teaspoons here. So we need two teaspoons of baking powder, which is the canister right here. I wonder 
you know, they call it soda bread, but it only has a quarter tablespoon of baking soda. I find that rather interesting. I wonder why it is called soda bread. Well, if someone out there uh, knows, perhaps they can enlighten yeah, us. Yeah, I would really like to know that, because I guess, I guess I always had the idea, being as I bought the store-bought one, that it had a lot of baking soda in it, and that was the... Uh, well, you're doing better than me, because I thought it had, like, Coca-Cola in it oh, or something. Oh, surely not. All right, so I got two teaspoons of baking powder in here. I think our baking powder canister is just about empty here. Okay, put that on the list of things to get the next get. time we go grocery shopping. Yep. And soda. We need one quarter teaspoon of baking soda. So I have a quarter teaspoon here and we're going to get into this baking soda. And that's all the dry ingredients that go in here except for the cranberries. So, Wayne, if you'll take the spoon and kind of um, mix in there the... Um, cranberries? No, mix in the, those dry ingredients a little bit before we add the cranberries. Oh, okay. That way... I can do that. Um, we'll sort of be a little bit ahead of the game by having it a little bit mixed up before we... Because once we put the wet stuff in, it's going to get doughy and sticky. Ah, yeah. It's hard not to make a mess. Yeah. I think with any kind of baking, it's hard not to make a mess. Yeah, flour. You know, it gets every... Flour. Yeah. flour is one of those things that gets everywhere, you know? It's kind of like... That's why the women of old wore aprons. Ah, I see. With that small amount of soda, I wonder what it does. Well, I suppose it helps to make the red rise. That's what soda usually does. Interesting. I think soda is a rising agent. Ah. So... So far, all we've got really is sugar, flour, and soda and baking powder are both part of rising agents. So I think that's... Do you want to just recap the amounts of... Uh, well, it's four cups of flour. Four cups of two flour. Two-thirds cup of sugar. Two-thirds sugar. Um, two teaspoons of baking powder. Two teaspoons. And one-quarter of soda. Okay. Well, that's pretty... Which is a pretty simple recipe. Yeah. You know, it kind of makes me wonder why I always relied on the store to make this instead of doing it myself. Well, they kind of rely on you to make their living. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but, you know, without the stores, you wouldn't have that lovely little poem. You know, the butcher, the baker, the mm -hmm. candlestick okay, maker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All so right. you got that pretty well? This is melted. Okay. Let's add in the cranberries first. Okay. They are the last dry ingredient, and I'm putting in basically a cup. This kind of... Just there. mix this up? Yeah. Okay. Then we'll add the liquids. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. This recipe doesn't seem to have called for any salt. I'll have you look it over and see if it did and maybe I missed it. But it does seem odd. All right. Are we ready for the wet things? Yeah. What do we got? Okay. Well, we, we need to get a little bowl and beat two eggs. I'll let you do the beating. Men like to beat things. Yeah. Wait a minute. What is that supposed to mean? Oh, nothing, nothing. By yeah. the way, Peggy. What? Did you hear about the fight in the kitchen? What? The cooks were beating the eggs. Oh. How about <laughs> if you beat the eggs? Okay, now? I shall. One. And two. Okay, now we're going to beat the eggs. You're a dainty egg beater. I do it right. Hello. <laughs> you don't want me to get eggs on the ceiling, do you? Okay, they are beaten. Okay, 
Well, add them and the butter. Oops, I just heard egg drop. Ew. Is that how they make egg drop soup? <laughs> oh, I'll never eat in a Chinese <laughs> restaurant again. Okay, the eggs are in the um, in, in the mix. In the mixture. And, and now the butter is going into the mix. The butter is in the mix. And we need buttermilk, and I forget how much. I think it's two cups. Uh, let me check the recipe. Four cups all-purpose flour, two cups buttermilk. Yeah. Two cups. Okay, so here's the two cup, and here's the buttermilk. Okay. Once we get that in, we'll check to make sure we have everything in it, and then it'll be mix it up time. Mm-hmm. I've just put two cups of buttermilk into the mix. bowl. Yeah, the mix. Okay, you want to check the recipe and see if we have everything in there? Yeah. I think that's all the ingredients. Yeah. Let's double check. The recipe calls for four cups all-purpose flour, Which two cups mean? buttermilk, one cup sweetened dried cranberries, two-thirds cup sugar, one-half cup butter, two eggs, two teaspoons baking powder, one-fourth teaspoon baking soda, one-fourth teaspoon salt. Okay, so it does have salt, and we didn't put that in. Okay. Okay, I've added one quarter teaspoon of salt. Now we're ready for you to mix it up. Mm -hmm. While you're mixing it, I will spray the pan. Okay, sounds good. I'm just going to use a butter-flavored pan for this. And it goes in a 9-inch round cake pan, which I don't have, so I'm using a high plate. Here's the pan. Okay. Did it go in there? Yeah, I'm just trying to get enough. This is mixed about as well as I can get it. I mean, okay. this is a really thick... Well, that's, I don't think it's going to rise that much. I think that's the okay. point here. Well, here goes nothing. Uh -huh. We'll put it in the pan now. Yeah. Just spoon it on in there and pack it down. Yep. Okay. Wow. Okay, it's going into the. Uh, it's going in now. Okay. Pan. Yep. Yeah. Wow, this stuff is thick. Yeah, like bread dough, actually, almost like it comes out almost the consistency of bread dough. Mm-hmm. Which is why they call it soda bread, I guess. I figured it would be thicker than like banana bread. Because oh, it had thicker. four cups of flour. Yeah, much, much thicker. Yeah. I'm gonna have to mold this into shape with my hands. Right. Wow, it feels more like it feels more like Play-Doh yeah. than anything else. Wayne liked to play in the sandbox when he was a boy. Yeah. <laughs> he liked to make mud pies. <laughs> so he's using his hands to pat it down. Okay, check it out. Yeah, it looks like soda bread. Barely even any stuck to my hands. I know. I think we can. I'll let you uh, kind of see. Yeah, I'm going to do my little turn at it. Yeah. Okay, then. Yeah. And so we put it in the oven for 55 to 60 minutes or until the toothpick comes out clean. And uh, we will come back and tell you how it turned out. Okay, so it's been an hour and the soda bread has come out of the oven. My husband David is home and he says it looks better than the one in the grocery store. So I guess I can get over being mad that the store didn't have the soda bread that I wanted. And your little leprechaun helper thinks it looks great. So I hope you've enjoyed this wacky podcast about making soda bread. And boy was it wacky. <laughs> and we look forward to seeing you next time. If you have any comments... You can find me on Facebook or you can contact us on the Blind Live community. 
We'd love to hear your comments. Until next time. See you next time. Let's eat. I hope you enjoyed that and learned something today from our Let's Eat segment and from Anne Bliss. And the links and notes will be in show notes on the website. And also, just so you know, um, I will be, Blind Alive will be at the ACB conference this summer starting July the 2nd. And Marilyn from Pack is going to be with me and she's going to have more backpacks, more models, more colors, and uh at our booth, the Blind Alive booth, and you're going to be hearing more about that as the time gets closer, but I'm super excited about it, so I just had to go ahead and tell you. The best way to find out about what's going on with us at Blind Alive is to subscribe to the newsletter, and a link to that will be in the show notes, and you can always go to the website to subscribe to the newsletter. You can go to iTunes to subscribe to the podcast. And we do have a weekly blog that's on the website every week. Uh, we are at Blind Alive on Twitter and at Blind Alive on Facebook. And we have a Blind Alive group on Facebook, too, that you can get involved in, talk back and forth. So I hope to be in touch with you guys and talk to some of you on some of our different uh, social media spots. That would be really, really fun for me. I love talking to to all the people. So go to the website, blindalive.com, and we will talk to you next time.